The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. What's up, T-Tribe? Welcome back to the pod, Tea with Publicity. This is Alyssa Amoroso, your host speaking. I don't know why I just introduced myself like that, but I'm in a giggly mood. What's that thing from TikTok? Like, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. Sorry about that. Silly, goofy mood. (laughs) Mackenzie's here with me. I want to... Okay, first, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know why I'm giggling right now because I did ask me anything on my stories and (laughs) I was like, ask me anything and someone wrote, what is the favorite item that you've splurged on? So I like took a picture of my ring explaining how like I bought this ring for myself when I turned 30 and when I got my new job and blah, blah, blah. But there was like a glitch in the system and accidentally my response went to the question, what is your favorite type of cheese? (laughs) So everyone's like DMing me like Cartier isn't cheese. Like <laughs> what are you talking about? So yeah, um, I'm giggling. So if you're new here, if you're coming for the Camille interview, Camille Caustic, Caustic, I think Caustic, 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 yeah, Caustic. Um, you are in the right place. Just to give you guys a little bit of a rundown, I'm gonna catch you guys up on my weekend. We will jump into the interview, which was so amazing. So much body positivity, mental health talk. Obviously, had to ask about Rob a little bit, which I kind of like got shy about asking. Yeah, I don't because you don't want to be that person that's like, oh, asking just to get the details on stuff. I don't like being a woman putting another woman in an uncomfortable situation that I know is uncomfortable for them. Yeah. I don't know how people like Juliana Rancic or like Kat Sadler ask these juicy questions without feeling uncomfortable. Right. And they probably do, but you kind of have to do it as a reporter and interviewer. Exactly. And you do, but I also want my guests when they come on my show to feel like I'm a safe space for them to be themselves. And I never want to make them feel like, oh, I'm just having you on to get clickbait. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's why I get so uncomfortable. Yeah, because you don't mean to do it, but you obviously have to want to have a good interview. Yeah, exactly. So then I'll get into the interview with Camille, which is amazing. Then we will do the Ask Alyssa segment where I dish out advice on your crazy antics. And then as always, we will spill the tea. So let me update you guys. Again, if you follow me on Instagram at publicity, you know that I was in Nantahawk. Nantalk. <laughs> I just combined Nantucket with Montauk. <laughs> you know that I was in Nantucket this past weekend. And um, let me give you guys the breakdown. So first of all, gorgeous, the most picturesque place I've ever been. Like it was, well, maybe not ever, but like one of. Um, everything's cobblestone. They don't have a lot of commercial like businesses because they want to keep its character. There's actually a code in town where all of the homes need to have the same like gray cedar on the outside oh, of the really? houses. That's actually really cool. So everything looks uniform. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then um, the only thing is like it takes like white to a new level. Like, oh, yeah. It is mm-hmm. the most like yuppity um like, if you're looking to go, like, somewhere diverse, like, maybe Nantucket's not for you. <laughs> um, it's very, like, Lily Pulitzer, Vineyard Vines. Jack like, Rogers. Jack sandals, Rogers. Yep. Moo-moos. Mm-hmm. Like, I was dressed, you know, I was wearing socks that said fuck off. And yeah. <laughs> I was wearing all black. And, like, I do me. Um, but, again, so gorgeous. I would say the biggest difference between, like, Nantucket and the Hamptons is that the Hamptons has the New York crowd, so it's like women dressed to the nines, men dressed to the nines, very flashy, Gucci, Jacquemus, um, you know, like Colt Gaia, Gia, whatever, however you say it, um, just like really, like Revolve, you know, and then Nantucket is very much like J. Crew, Vineyard Vines, Lily Pulitzer, kind of boring and Mm -hmm. everyone's like very New England Mm -hmm. like a lot of the people were like oh yeah like I work on a boat or I work you know I'm from the Cape or I'm from Massachusetts Mm -hmm. so it was a different like vibe Mm kind of I feel like the Hamptons too there's different parts of it 
So it's kind of like a wider variety of people that like yes. live there and go there for the summer. Um, and I feel like people live there year round more so than people live year round in Nantucket. Yeah, so like, it's a little different. I was asking my Uber drivers. I'm like, so if there's, I'm like, is there a Target? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. Do you know, I love to ask that when I go to like quaint places, <laughs> they're like, no, there's only like a stop and shop and like two gas stations. And that's the only things that are like commercial. Oh my God. And I was like, so what do you do if you want to go to Target? And right. she's like, oh, we go to the mainland. Because it's an island, yeah, so they call it the mainland. you never really mainland. think about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's I, so funny. So I was like, oh, my God. Um, but anyway, so we flew in Thursday. Our flight was delayed. And you know the bar Grey Lady in New York City, or just like the term Grey Lady? I didn't – I knew that Grey Lady was a Nantucket-themed bar. But what I didn't realize until this trip was that they called Nantucket the Grey Lady because it's always gray and like there's always like a fog over the oh. island. Yes. Okay. That's so our flight kept getting delayed because the freaking gray lady was. Oh, you couldn't see in the sky. Couldn't see. So the <laughs> way there, we were delayed, 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 but it was still fine. We got in by noon. Um, I posted the full itinerary to my Instagram stories under my highlights, under lists. So if you're interested in like restaurants, recommendations, all that, you could just check it out there. But um, we just had so much fun. Like there was gorgeous restaurants the food was absolutely incredible we checked into our hotel and like I booked this in like January when I was going through my whole like I hate COVID I need summer plans stage I think I talked about it and what happened was I just like found this room and it was four adult bunk beds queen size bunk beds and I was like this is like too good to be true yeah and we booked it and I asked my friend Britt who's from like the Boston area I'm like what do you think of this hotel Mm -hmm. she was like I've stayed there it's great location but they're renovating it so you're gonna like get the renovated oh like the nicer one yes Mm -hmm. so when we went it was like the week that they opened oh wow and it was like a soft opening I posted a video on TikTok of the bunk beds it went completely viral I got three million views like insane so crazy I loved sleeping in adult bunk beds because I was in a queen bed by myself yeah with curtains right I felt like I was on like a high-end tour bus but also like when you have anxiety and you know you just want to shut yourself off to the world Mm -hmm. that would be my dream bed yeah perfect just sitting there also that it was a queen bed too is really clutch because all you think all things like that are just twin beds but and I have a full-size bed at home so for me I was like starfishing this bed yeah we would cry laughing at night because they were like heavy duty wood so like we couldn't we couldn't even hear each other oh really oh wow like we could but we couldn't i'd be like guys i'm listening to my tiktok could you hear it and they'd scream no i can't hear it can you hear my phone (laughs) like we it was so funny that's hilarious and it also brings back like memories of when you're young having sleepovers bunk beds with your siblings and stuff like that it's so much better to have your own bed than like sharing a a queen size with a friend all weekend yeah oh definitely um and i'm sorry if i'm getting your hopes up about this cool hotel because it's booked for the next three years um insane i think partly thanks to my tiktok (laughs) but we went out to one of the bars one night and like there was this like dad there we called him the sugar daddy oh my god because he was like these young boys started talking to us everyone was either like 22 or like 55 so that was no just like between, yeah. the other vibe so we were talking to these young boys who were like 23 they're like we're in from LA like oh we're, we're, like this this guy's our investor so we like oh. start talking to the investor yeah I start talking to him it turns out he's a radio show talk like he's a radio host in Boston he knows Dave oh, oh my god of course obviously also Dave guys if you don't know is like from the Nantucket like he goes to Nantucket a lot mm-hmm. has a house there or something yeah, and people on the island like they were hooking us up left and right because of Dave. Like, yeah, you're like, I know Dave, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even name drop him. It's just like people know Barstool because Barstool's in New England. Like it was founded in New England, mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, but anyway, so we met this like sugar daddy who like was buying us our drinks. Um, that was really like the extent of it. Yeah. Then, oh, one of the girls from the Tea Tribe, shout out Brittany, worked at this place called Lemon Press, which was so good. They actually had my... I, like they had my dream breakfast. I think breakfast is one of my favorite meals of the day ever. And we would go there every day. I got, I'm going to explain to you guys my breakfast. Your stomach's going to be growling. We got, um, it was a bowl with cheesy scrambled eggs, Ooh. um, vegetable hash. So it was like potatoes, zucchini, like cauliflower, um, avocado, hot sauce. What else was in it? And then we would get um, like this like spicy aioli on the side. 
literally bomb. So Brittany hooked us up all weekend. She like kept giving us like pressed juices. Yeah. At, it was just so nice to like see one of like my followers like in the flesh. Yeah, that's so cool. It was so fun. I like absolutely loved her. She was such a doll. So hi, Brittany. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, and then I do have a PSA in my notes to never, and I repeat, never mark my words, do not buy nipple tape from China. Oh, when you like took them off oh no my friend had flower like a flower yeah like the petals or whatever petal shaped like yeah um red mark around her <gasps> nipple for like yes. a day oh my god I felt like I was I don't even like consider myself someone that has like hair on my nipples yeah. I felt like I waxed my nipple ripping it off yeah you guys if you're gonna buy nipple petals like Go the extra mile and spend like the 10 extra dollars. Yeah, it's not even that much. Don't buy the ones from Amazon. I'm not even kidding. We all, the, all four of us wore them yeah. and we were sitting in the room in unison going, oh, ah! oh my God, <laughs> the worst. Screaming, pulling oh. them off like, no. No, that's horrible. I can just like, I can like picture it almost like having to do that. And it's it was like, not. it was like the scene from 40 year old virgin. Oh like, yeah. When he like rips out, he's like, Kelly Clarkson or whatever Kelly he says. Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, yeah. I needed to let the tea tribe know. Just I was spend like, spend a couple extra dollars. It'll be worth it. Okay. And then one other thing I want to talk about, and then I'll jump into the interview. Oh, there's two more things. Okay. One of them, one of them I'll save for the spill the tea segment. And then the other one I'll tell you now. I have this thing about me where like every single time I fly, I make best friends with the person I sit next to on the plane. I don't know what it is. Like I think it's because I'm a nervous flyer and they pick up on it. So then they just end up talking to me. Mm -hmm. I end up. Okay. So I met one girl on my way home from Coachella. Bryn. Adorable. Follow each other on Instagram. Another girl, Sophia. We met um, coming back from Scottsdale still Instagram friends That's so now fun. I met this woman Meryl yeah. yesterday she's a producer oh wow she came out with the show girlfriend's guide to divorce on Bravo oh okay like big time producer we yeah. talked the whole time she was holding my hand oh my because, god incredible because I'll get into that but like I always meet friends on planes yeah. and I'm like when are you gonna sit a hot guy next to me a true yeah you're like I have all these other friends that I could. Why can't one be a hot guy? Literally, like, we all become connections. Because you're bound to be friends, yeah. Yes, it's like, um, Universe, hello. manifest it. I also saw the hottest man I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my gosh. And I completely humiliated myself in front of him. Oh, no. He's also engaged. Oh, um, of course. We show up to the airport, and I looked at this man, and I looked at my friends, and I go, that's Patrick Dempsey. Like, yeah. Obviously, it wasn't him. But yeah, like, but resembled. He had the McDreamy hair, exact hair. Uh-huh. Like, he must get told he looks like him because oh, they yeah. they really resembled each other. Mm-hmm. McDreamy hair, a little scruff. He was wearing like golden goose sneakers, which are like are a little flashy. But he was so freaking hot. He wasn't like he kind of like was between like a dad bod, but not like he was like uh, husky. I call that a golf bod because. Golfers are like obviously really athletic, but they don't have to be as as athletic as like a Olympian. That's I guess, exactly. Even though some of them are Olympians, but they don't have like six packs because they're not like running around and like they're yes. training obviously, but they don't need to be in tip top shape. So they have like a little bit of like a chub, but like they don't have a six pack, but they're not like dad bod. It was one hundred percent a golf bod. So it's like in between. <laughs> it was one hundred percent because he was like broad, yeah, but like not like didn't have a belly. Oh yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. I was like. Mm, like that is a man yeah like, exactly he is hot as hell <laughs> like I was so into him and then my friends because I couldn't see his wife because like a suitcase was covering her his girlfriend <laughs> and then my friends were like yeah well did you see his fiance's friend and I was like who you're like no <laughs> who is she and like of course she was like stunning no like sorry that was bitchy <laughs> I, I she was pretty I don't mean it like that I was yeah, gonna yeah. say she was like your typical like that's who they'd be cast with in a movie. Yes, yeah. Like, she was your typical skinny, preppy blonde yeah. with, like, the hot guy with the great head of hair. Yeah, of And course. I was like, why do the guys like that never go for the curvy brunette with the big boobs? Yeah, exactly. Like, what about us exotic girls? It could be me, yeah. It's like, it's always the preppy blonde. I know you're it's blonde. It's like typecast, like, yeah. It was like, this is like a movie. Yeah, right. You know? Like, yeah, I was like, just like, ugh. Like a rom-com. Yes. Where like the ending is always like they fall in love and they end so up together. So predictable. They're yeah. going to have some kids that, you know. They Live have in the, the suburbs. The big preppy wedding <laughs> at the mansion. 
They their go through summer in, house. Yeah, Golden Goose sneakers. They had early boarding. Oh, of I course. I was like, they would have early boarding <laughs> too. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I sound like such a hater, but I was just like, I love this man. Like, yeah. I really am into him. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll save my other topic for the end of the podcast. And we're going to get into the interview with Camille right now. It was so good. She's so amazing. And I'm making her send me bathing suits from her collection because they sound incredible. Oh, my God. No, when she said that, I was like, wait, I need to go look. Because I didn't even know that she had bathing suits until you brought that up. I know, because I, like, I was doing my research. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Yeah, and I need, I need like, a good bathing suit, I feel like, for the summer. Because all mine are just from, like, Target. Which, they're good ones. But I feel like they're just, like, all, like, old at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's nice every summer to invest in, like, one or two, like, more expensive right, nice like ones. Right, like, plain that you can, like, mix and match. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, guys, here is the interview with Camille and then hang around okay guys I am here with Camille everyone was so excited Camille so thank you so much for joining me oh good 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 I saw that when you guys put out a little teaser I was like we love this oh I always love to tease just to get some questions and like the overall consensus was just people being like oh my god I love her she's so great yeah One question that someone asked me that I wanted to start with because I just thought it was so true that they were like, how is she always so happy and positive? So like, do you choose to wake up and be like, I'm going to make my mindset good today? Like, what is that? Is it natural? (laughs) That's so interesting. I actually just was, um, because today is, you know, exciting launch day of, of the magazine. I was on the website right before I started this little press tour this morning and I was going through some of the videos and I actually talk about that. And, um, it was cool when we did the sit downs this year, we really opened up about a lot of our struggles and a lot of things that we're going through and and things that we've probably been quiet about or, um, not always talked about. And I actually talk about how I believe happiness is a choice. Like I choose to wake up every day and, um, and be like, okay, this fucking sucks, but what can I be grateful for? Because you're only making it harder on yourself. And I feel like there's so many outside forces, whether it's in the work life or your relationship or family or whatever it is that you're dealing with, that is, it's going to be there. So how are you going to deal with it every single day? And, um, it, it's a journey and, and I'm not, I'm not happy every day. I don't wake up every day and mm-hmm. choose happiness. That, that's a lie. Um, but I definitely have shifted my perspective as I'm getting older of being like, there's so much to be excited for right now. Yeah. And all we have to do here and now. And, um, you know, it might sound crazy to be who are listening like this girl's whack but until you start to tap into that and recognize that and have that self-awareness you you I don't know life and struggle start to resonate with you differently I even I actually was frustrated I remember my shoe kept getting changed for sports illustrated swimsuit and it wasn't lining up with my schedule and I was like oh my gosh I don't know if I'm even going to be able to be in this issue because I can't get my schedule to align mm-hmm. with this and it just wasn't working out and um a lot of things were happening and I, you know, was about to have my shoot and then it got pulled back because of something that was conflicting on my end or on their end. And obviously shooting during 2020 made it really difficult. And I was like, really bummed, really bummed because this is, this is one of like my favorite jobs that I have. And it was really hard for me and it all ended up working out for the better and realizing, oh my gosh, if it had happened then, this bad thing probably would have happened. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to explain um, in short pieces here and there, but uh, it just was going to be like, basically, if the shoot would have worked, I wouldn't have really slept for like three days before shooting. And who wants to show yeah. up on the set? That's, yeah. No, that's so, so true. It just came at a time in my life where I didn't have other things going on and jumbling and juggling it. Like I needed to be my best self and present and, and rested for it. So it worked out. But. Wow, good for you. And I feel like you're career has been like you're one of those people that wears many hats like you've done so much but I feel like this sports illustrated the fact that you've been on covers and you just keep like getting these opportunities to work with them when you've openly talked about your struggle of being told you're too short you're not um which is like crazy to even someone to look at you and be like oh you're not like skinny enough quote unquote it's so freaking ridiculous to even think that that's like something that would ever even be said to you but you've had your fair share of struggles so like what's it like to continue to work with sports illustrated and have these like awesome opportunities really come to you I mean I this was this was like one of the dreams that I remember whenever I say that 
to people who, um, you know, don't aspire to be a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. And they hear me be like, your dream for so long since you were young was to be a model. Like, and it was, and I would correct them and say, no, it was specifically Sports Illustrated swimsuit because when you get these opportunities to sit down, whether it's on podcasts or in TV shows or interviews or in, or in passing, and you get to, you know, to, to meet somebody in person and talk to them, you realize that we all have a story. We all have struggles. We all have those layers that you pull back. And that's what Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Women were and have always been to me. And being a part of this brand and being a part of these, this, this team, I'm learning, like, constantly being reassured, holy shit, this is why I was so attracted to this, because... I'm not just posing for a magazine. I get to speak my truth. I get to capitalize on this platform and, and run with it. So I would say to answer that question, getting the opportunity to be in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit for me was so much more than just being like, I did it. That yeah. was cool. It was like, holy moly, I am reaching women specifically all around the world, all different ages to just be accepting of who they are simply because I accept who I am. And that to me is so special. And if it, that, even just getting one message, that made it all the worthwhile. So to, to meet some of these people in, in person and, and you know hear something that I've done indirectly that inspired them, it's like, there's, there's no better feeling than knowing that you positively made an impact on, on, on somebody's life um, for the better, simply, by accepting themselves and, and being unapologetically them. And um, yeah, the, it's, I don't know. I have, I think as I swimsuit knows, I thank them over and over again for saying yes to me because I, I couldn't get that yes for so long. And um, yeah. And to feel like you finally like broke a barrier or like jumped a hurdle. It's like so rewarding when, and I think SI does a really good job at, you know, being inclusive. They're really like, I think, reframing you could tell that they're changing with the times whereas like some other brands are kind of just like stuck in the same old and it's like people want relatable they want real they want to hear that we all go through struggles like we talk a lot about mental health on this podcast we talk a lot about body image it's like every woman is going through something even if they physically on the outside might look like they're a model they're you know they look amazing it's like they're still yeah. dealing with it. No one's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm so confident. I love myself. I'm perfect. You could say it, but I think deep down, like, we all just struggle completely all the time. 100%. And, and, and even after being in the magazine and even after, um, you know, being that person to give advice, I need to remember to take my own advice. Yeah. And there are things where I'm like, what What would I tell my younger sister? What would I tell this this girl that's going through something in a relationship or with her body or I need to apply that to me. So there's plenty of times where I am down and out or I am not happy with something about my body and I have to reprogram mm -hmm. myself to love her and to take my own advice. I actually went back and I watched a video. I was just telling you, I was watching the videos of some of the interviews that I had. And so there, there, I, did one of these interviews back in February and I got the, this is gonna, this might sound, I hope this doesn't sound narcissistic, but I got the chills listening to myself speak. It was almost like having an out of body experience. Uh -huh. like I didn't remember that I said that. I remember like being in the zone when I did that interview. And when I went to watch it, I was like, Oh no, what did I expose? Or like, what did I share? What did I say? And I was listening and I was like, I should listen to her. I should look in the mirror, tell her she's beautiful, that I love her. And and believe it and, and feel that. And so, you know, I'm constantly having to remind, remind myself, even though, you know, like some of the girls were commenting, how does she, how is she happy? How does she have this confidence? How does she do all this stuff? It, it's, it's a constant reminder. It's a constant, like, get up out of bed today. Mm -hmm. It's self-work. Like, that's what I explain to a lot of people because I too give advice and talk about these things and like I could so relate to what you're saying because sometimes someone will interview interview me and I'll listen back and I'm like it reminds me of like my career trajectory or like how much I've done or where I am now and day to day I don't think of those things I'm always like more 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 next 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 and when I listen back to myself same thing it's almost like this imposter syndrome where you're like wait that's me like I did all those things and 
you have to sometimes, like you said, like talk to yourself as you would talk to other people. And I think that is so, so true for so many women. Um, And that's really important that you say that because we all just like kind of need to choose to work on ourselves every single day. You don't innately just wake up in the morning being like, okay, today's great. Everything's perfect. I'm perfect. Let's just get the day started. It's like you have to literally be like, okay, I'm choosing to love myself. I'm choosing to not analyze everything I'm eating or Mm -hmm. everything I'm doing. Like, is it hard to kind of have that self-love but then also want to like maintain also looking a certain way um yes and it's one of those things where you start to shift your perspective on things um I say this I've said this in a handful of interviews but when I shot for Sports Illustrated swimsuit for my very first time in 2017 I was not in the best shape of my life I was honestly I I wasn't very happy with where I was at physically and you know when I don't know if I had years before if I knew November 2017 I'd be shooting for the very first time for Sports Illustrated swimsuit I think I would have like obsessed in a bad way but it just happened like it was coming and I was in such a good space mentally like I was just so happy with the people that I worked with and and that team and the way that they made me feel and accepted me as is in the casting and everything just happened so fast you know when I submitted that 60 second video for swim search this open call no representation to my dream job I threw it out there yeah I was hoping it would catch and stick um little did I know not only would it it would snowball and snowball snowball and rookie year would turn to cover year and it was just it's just a reminder that all we can be, I'm going to be redundant, a broken record is the here and now because all of these amazing times have flown by and I look back and I remember being so frustrated with my body, but also remembering how much more my mindset won that over and how I remember more of how I felt than what I was physically looking like in the moment. Mm. I remember like looking at the photos and being like, shit why didn't I work out harder or why didn't I, you know, put down the Snickers ice cream bar? Like why didn't I, but now four years later, Oh my God. I look at those photos and I'm like, who was she? Why, why, why was she even upset for a second? Look at, like, I had prayed for these moments. I, and, and, and in those times, you know, I was, I wasn't even hard on myself in the times. So I just remember like dissecting the photos after the fact. And, but now I look back and I'm like, I just want to hug her mm-hmm. while she was looking at those pictures. Like she, like isn't it crazy too like I don't know if you I feel like every woman's gone through this when you feel your like fattest let's say five years ago you look now back at it and you're like what the hell was I thinking I was great I was amazing it's like in hindsight I was fine and like you said you just want to hug that person that like at the time didn't feel good enough and you look back at it with so much like love and you're like that was you looked great and so I totally totally relate to that on so many levels I just the more that I have conversations about body image and self-acceptance the more that I realize like we are all we have why why are we why are we going to war with ourselves Mm -hmm. why battle with her in the mirror and and I'm not saying that you need to look at the mirror every day and, and 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 love where you're at you don't have to do that it wouldn't be fun and interesting and new in life to not have goals to set. Healing is, I think healing scares the shit out of me. Emotion. Now I'm, I'm talking about emotionally, like mentally, spiritually, because every day you have to heal because something new is coming into your life. Like you could have a great week of meditation, mm-hmm. good people, you're around good energy. And then you could literally go into the workplace or get a text or get a call or get whatever it may be. Um, and you got to reset. And I just, but I also find so much excitement in that because we're, we're, we're like never satisfied mm. in, in, in all aspects of our life. At all time. There's always going to be something that's lacking. And once it's fulfilled, I almost feel like, like, you know, what's next. It's like, I, something always has to grow. Something is, you're always learning from something. You're always developing. You're all, you're, there's always growth every day. And, um, you know, I remember that there's been times where my relationship has been in such a beautiful space and my health is in such a beautiful space and, um, I don't know, family's good and 
career is good, but then I'm realizing like, I'm not fully in love with her in the mirror. So, you know, there's always something where maybe I'm in such a, like in a, in a great spot in my self-love journey, but my relationship needs a little bit more love. And, you know, it's just, it's always like a push. And pull. It's always something. Mm-hmm. It's literally always something. It's so true. I think also you have the extra layer of, you know, what when you sign up for a life of, being in the public eye that also comes with criticism and backlash and you're in a public relationship with someone else that's high profile you're on covers of magazines you have social media following what do you do to kind of protect yourself from like the outside chatter um I still work on it I'm probably in the best headspace dealing with that because I can't help but want I just know they always say I don't what's the saying like don't say to others what you wouldn't want said to you. That's really hard for me because I take that into consideration. Like I've never gone on the internet and been like, mm. if I really felt it inside, <laughs> I don't say it. Um, and so it's really, it's, I think the hardest part for me was seeing like someone comment on my body or on my relationship or try to dissect who they think I am and feel pretty confident that if I were to come in contact with this person, they wouldn't say that to me. Never. I would, I like to think that I am friendly to be around and that they could feel that I have a lot of kindness and like love in my heart. And even if I don't personally know them and even after attacking me, I still wouldn't be like, "Mm -mm." you know, I'll still would love to sit down with them. And I, I, so that has helped me a lot when I read these comments or I see these like, you know, no face, no name people that want to, you know, say things to really hurt my feelings. I just think about like, there's a person behind that. And if I were to sit down with that person, they would probably not say that about me. So it's because they don't know me. So, um, you know, my mom, my, my friends, my boyfriend have, have are constantly like there to reassure me and be like, we know who you are. You know who you are, mm-hmm. let the rest out, you know? So, um, but it's upsetting when you want, when, you know, that's, I don't know, you exist every single day and you have people who don't even know you and just want to, you know, yeah, they think you are in one second from one thing that they've seen or one thing they've noticed or I don't know, just want to put you down. So I think that that's my greatest advice to give to other people. If you if you see someone coming at you and attacking you, um, it's most likely from someone that you don't know. Just know that, you know, there's something unhealed within them. They need a little bit more love themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I don't I personally don't like to engage with those people unless I'm feeling spicy that day. <laughs> they want to come back at them. But yeah, I know that. They really need a little bit of loving. So no, it it is so true, and I think uh, for me, and I'm not anywhere near where you are. But if I get like a hateful comment, I'm kind of like, if I don't look, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't like I just don't read stuff. You you can't go searching for it. It's just not good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. There, I I know that there because I've been shown them or or seen them or even you know when I'm Google search myself over the years to go see what's out there um there are these like anonymous blogs out there and I remember like going to a black hole and being like starting to feel really bad about myself and Mm -hmm. um I remember Rob shutting it down and being like knock it off like if I ever if I ever did that I wouldn't be able to get up and go to work every day like you can't you've got to let that stuff go you got to brush it off and um and I was like yeah why am I reading this like what no you can't you can't like what's going on but also a little flattering that people like to talk about me every single day I'm like I don't live life though so true it's like it's like all right keep me relevant whatever (laughs) no everything being in the public eye comes with a price like my mom and I were talking about that the other day we were talking about like Justin Bieber or something and I was like you know I feel like the more like known you get the more you almost just like have to deal with these things and it comes at a price and you know what you just have to look at it also as like you're helping more people than you ever could if you didn't have a platform so it's like that's the price you know but it's unfortunate that people have to stoop so low and ugh, it's just gross but um do you mind if I ask a little bit about your relationship for it I hate sometimes like being that woman that puts other women on the spot about things so I'm always like kind of like careful the way I tiptoe and ask questions um but people were just like interested do do we think wedding bells are in the future or I, I know. always question and I think it's so it's, it's uncomfortable so- that's why I hate asking it well not not only that but 
the woman doesn't get down on one knee. So it's so. How do we know? Yeah. <laughs> ask, but I say yes, I guess it's the better question. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, you know, I've, Rob and I have been together for, I think, like seven years now. So, um, you know, this isn't a summer fling. You know, yeah. Like, you know, that's your person at this point. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 that's a, that's a, I don't know. I, I have I know. a lot to say. That's one I don't have much to say. I don't know. <laughs> I know it is true. And that's why I even hate asking because I'm like, you know, like, like you said, like we don't have control or like, let, sometimes you don't want to say you want to keep things a little private. Like it's not always something that is like, let's say I'm not, not to put words in your mouth, but if it was me, like, let's say we went looking for rings. I might not say that because it's like, you don't want people to know you're so public. Then there's a headline. <laughs> so that's why I always hate asking, but people were like, you know, I get that one a lot. Um, they would be mad at you for not asking. The next part, the next thing I need to know is I was dying. Um, Rob was on, I think it was like the morning toast like years ago and they did a comparison of his hands compared to their hands and they were literally (laughs) the biggest hands I've ever seen in my entire life. Like what is your height difference? Um, I'm five, eight, he's six, six. So I get to wear the five inch stilettos proudly, which I love. It's like, I feel like once you go, once you date like big and tall like that, it, honestly, it's like, where do you go from there? You know? No, you're screwed. <laughs> like you're my big trait. Yeah. I'm you're a little <laughs> Um, it's so funny because I'm six, I'm five, three. And I was talking to someone that's six, six, and that's almost too much of a difference like still talking to this person no 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 no. (laughs) but you just can't like I'm almost so short like you're five seven like that's that's better (laughs) yeah um and then one other thing I saw online that I wanted to ask you about was like a swimsuit line that you came out with I think that's so amazing. It was like a body positive swimsuit line comes in multiple like size categories. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I just like love that. In a suit because they are just, oh, I, I mean, I'm in love with them. So I just know what I like. And I know, um, when I go out, I personally, I don't like patterns. I like things to be like versatile like you can like wear it underneath like one like a blazer top or like anything where like something might be showing and dress it up dress it down whatever I love because I'm packing all the time I want pieces that like can travel and go place to place so totally that's a big part of what how I designed the suits was a lot of them are like uh, one pieces with a little wedgie thong if you're not want to put the, if you don't want to put your cheeks out on the beach <laughs> pull your jeans up over it and it, it works perfect no underwear lines and you've got a bodysuit now so I I mean I wanted something that hugged the curves in all the right places and laid flat, no like cutting in, no digging in. A lot of the backs are tie backs so that you can fit it comfortably to have your liking without it pinching into the skin. Um, personally, every time I design a dress, like I will set the straps. I'm not wearing this from top now, but I like to, there's a difference between having a, a strap set right here and set out. It just creates mm. such a beautiful, um, moment for like the chest for the collarbones and then I call this like your little chicken nugget right yes. here yes listening on podcast won't know what I'm what I mean maybe they will that little like kind of folds over <laughs> your bra or your bra yes your dress and you just always want to like put your hair over it and cover it I set the straps nice and thick along to fit along that part so that it lays flat and it's really it's just beautiful it's flattering and I I just took all the designs that I all of the little like tweaks and cuts that yeah. I, I design a dress and I put it into a suit and um, um I I think there's something for everyone in there I'm already designing collection number two it's just there's a lot going on but it's, it's all me, me and my friends were talking about this like last week at dinner because her and I both have like big boobs and we were like if we can't fit in larges or like an XL in tops like even when I was in like middle school and like way thinner I still was like a large I'm like so what are people that are bigger than me wearing and we were always saying like the bathing suit industry is like the weirdest with sizing I agree like my sister's like five eight 120 pounds and like she's a large in a top I'm like it if she's a large, what is everyone else? So there is such a need on the market and I'm so happy that you did something. It sounds like you were super intentional about the design too. Like you said, the back that ties because we're all shaped differently. Like my boobs sit high on my chest. So I need adjustable straps sometimes because 
crafts, adjustable yeah. backgrounds, like everything. I, I, I even have a one piece that is an open back because who doesn't love like a sexy open back moment? But there's a but I don't like that. Then there's no support in the front. Yeah, because you're back you're compromising that that bra strap in the back. So I have ones that are lined and lift just in the front. And have the capability of doing that with having that sexy, you know, open back. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many styles I'm like, can't even think of like any of them right now, but there's just a lot of things that I've always wanted in a suit that I put into a suit with this. With oh my this God. No, my movie. audience is going to go crazy over these because oh, yes. <laughs> everyone, I feel like there's just such a need in that market. There really, really is. So mm-hmm. I think it's great that you came out with something. Um, thank you, Camille, so much. Could you tell us about everything plug your socials magazine yes so sports illustrated swimsuit 2021 is out now you can grab it on the stands um i believe in most places it'll officially be out in stands on july 22nd on thursday so go grab the issue yeah. um there's some pretty epic icons on the cover um meg the stallion being one of them and yeah we're all really excited about it i'm back to my fourth year and you can find me at camille caustic on twitter and instagram i'm not very active on facebook so forget her <laughs> um, yeah and i feel free to message me talk to me about relationships body um image um ask me questions i try to be as attentive as i can when i'm on flights it's like the best time mm. to, to people but I love if you're gonna follow me I love engaging with my audience and um always love the the love and support I like to give it back I love that so much thank you so much Camille it was so nice getting to know you oh thanks it was so nice to know you hopefully I'll I'll get to meet you in person and get like I know you gotta come into the office next time you're here I know you know all the guys (laughs) yeah yeah amazing thank you Camille all right thank you so much bye have a good one all right guys straight into ask Alyssa no one the t-tribe like does not disappoint. So we are going to get into your questions. There was one person that I was like, I need more details. So it might be kind of long, but you know, I like to get the tea so we can get the full picture and really give our advice. (laughs) Okay. She said, ask Alyssa, I've been dating my boyfriend for four plus years now and his mom legit hates me. She refuses to even be cordial with me. The last week, this last weekend, my boyfriend and I got back from my birthday trip and she told him he needed to get right back on a plane and fly to California for his brother's thesis presentation. My boyfriend said no because one, we just got back from our trip the weekend before and are behind on work and two, he knew I wasn't invited and didn't want to go without me. I told him it was fine, but he said it's ridiculous. It has gotten to this point. He told his mom and she freaked out and said it's all my fault. He's not going and that I am manipulating him to not go to a family function. She went even further and said I could come but stay in a separate hotel than the family just so my boyfriend would come. I guess my question is how the heck do I even navigate this slash do you have any tips on what to do? By the way, love you and the pod. So then I messaged her because I'm like why does this mother-in-law hate you so much? Right. So I said any details on why she may hate you? Because I was like what are we missing? Like yeah. You know? Is there a reason? So she said holy shit, you actually responded, literally love you. (laughs) And basically, I have an inkling of why. I was the first girlfriend to come into the family dynamic. My boyfriend has seven other brothers. And we were the first ones to move off the East Coast together, take trips with just the two of us, etc. Spend holidays together. So So my boyfriend and I think she might not like that I'm changing how they do things. And we are not doing things and we're doing things on our own. My boyfriend tries to talk to her, but it literally goes in one ear and out the other. So both of us are just at a loss at this point. So then I said, because <laughs> again, I need more tea. I said, and you're friendly to her question mark. I just love to get the deets, blah, blah, blah. She said, I'm completely cordial. I've tried to do the normal things like, oh, do you need help in the kitchen when she cooks a meal? Or if I'm coming over, I bring her a gift like wine or beer or something like that. I text her happy birthday or happy Mother's Day or really on any holiday. I generally, it generally got worse when me and my boyfriend decided to move to Texas for my job offer. After that, she started to stalk my social media and see what we were doing, would always ask my boyfriend when he plans to move back, and she would ask him to come home on very short notice, so he would pretty much have to say no, and then she would do a rant of how I'm not letting him go on his own. I've told my boyfriend to just do what he wants, and if I'm hanging back, that's fine, but he said no because it's not fair to me, and it isn't going to help the situation. Wow. Isn't this like wild? Yeah, that is wild. That's very wild. And I feel bad because it obviously 
not obviously, but from what she's saying, it sounds like it's not her fault. Oh, she, wait, she she added one more thing. So then she said, and I've been told by my boyfriend's dad that it isn't just me that's getting grief anymore, but I'm getting the worst of it. His other brothers are starting to get girlfriends and they still get backlash, but not as bad because they actually live where he lives, where the parents live. I wrote back and I was like, I'll answer on the podcast, but this mother sounds like a, like she sounds extremely controlling and possessive. And it's really unfortunate that like she can't just be happy for her kids. Yeah. That's like so sad. She's, she's definitely controlling. That's the problem. Well, that's why I needed more information. That's why I was like, are you like not nice to her? And when you said you text her on holidays, you're giving offering to help in the kitchen like I think some girlfriends don't even do that like I think I think a mom has a right to complain if the girlfriend just sits on her ass doesn't offer to help anything is like you know just like not nice being bitchy but it sounds like you're doing all of the right things so all you could do and this isn't always like fair but I believe in killing people with kindness yeah I would just keep being sweet as pie, mm-hmm. honestly. Like aggressively. <laughs> Give her nothing to hate and she will start to feel kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like you just have to be like, you know, reach out. Hey, is there anything we could um, do this weekend? We'd love to come visit you guys. Like mm-hmm. you literally just have to kill with kindness and hope that one day she comes around. Um, it sounds like your boyfriend kind of sees his mom's like, true color so he's kind of like ugh, so annoying which is good that he's on the same side but at the same time like you don't want to never have like a relationship with your future in-laws or put your boyfriend in a situation where like he's losing touch with his family Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely hard but from what she's saying it sounds like the boyfriend is defending her which is really good and then also the last point she made about the dad saying something as well that's obviously good for her too because it seems that the pro- the common denominator is the mother. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes there's just certain moms that are very like protective over their kids and they were when they were young and they don't really grow out of it. Yeah. So them moving away is like triggering because she can't see him and she can't understand that like they have their own life together. Yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I think I, you always hear like moms are obsessed with their sons and this woman has seven. Yeah, that yeah, that's wild too. Like she's like mm-hmm. my son. Yeah, exactly. I think I saw a thing one time. It was on Nick Nick Viles podcast from The Bachelor, and they were like, I forget who the guest was, but they were talking about how men have confidence because of their mothers. It's because like they're mama's boys, and the mom is always like, "I love you," and you're like, so great. Yeah, and like b- b- hypes them up, and so that's like they just have moms and the mom is like so protected over them that they're like so confident because they're like, yeah, my mom loves me. Why wouldn't anyone else love me? You know what I mean? It's so but true. it's like kind of like that where like this mom is like so protective over her kid that she, she can't understand that and, like he's going and doing. And I think thing. she's so jealous that he moved for your job. Yeah, you didn't move for his job mm-hmm. because don't forget, even though she's a woman, other women, especially generations above us, like they're like, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. Women don't have to work. Your job's not as important. Right. In her head, it's probably, like, a little bit of, like, internalized, like, Mm -hmm. misogyny where she's kind of, like, the girl should, like, go after the guy for his job. Especially if she has seven sons. She was probably in a situation where she was kind of, like, a stay-at-home mom, which is not a bad thing at all. But she probably kind of wants the other, the girlfriend to fit that mold, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I bet she's like, oh, what, are you going to have kids in Texas, not near us? And da, da, da. We like, can't see them. Yeah. yeah. She's spiraling. For sure. Kill her with kindness. That's <laughs> the only thing you could do. That's what I would do because I've had people that were so rude to me and I just always keep being nice back and nice back and nice back. And then finally, they have nothing to hate you for. They just get, yeah, it's almost like when you're in middle school, <laughs> they tell you, like, if someone's bullying you, just be nice to them. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to have nothing to bully you for once in a while. Yeah, give them no, give her zero ammunition yeah exactly okay next one ask Alyssa hey Alyssa I wanted to react reach out because I really love your views on potty positivity hopefully I could explain myself in a way that isn't too long I went through a really bad breakup in 2018 which led me to a pretty bad depression my mental state combined with working a sedentary job binge eating and a lifestyle change not working out like I did regularly with my ex caused an 80 pound weight gain 
Since early 2020, I have lost almost 40 pounds. Still not where I want to be, but I'm trying to do it in a sustainable way with intuitive eating. The issue that I'm having, though, is that ever since my ex broke up, I've not been able to take my top off when having sex with a guy. I'm embarrassed of my stomach, and with the weight fluctuation, I feel my boobs have changed a lot, slash lost a lot of their shape. I met someone recently who I really see potential with. He treats me amazing and is so sweet. We have amazing chemistry, etc. But every time we sleep together, he reaches to pull off my shirt and I stop him, which feel it ruins a bit of intimacy. But at the same time, I'm so nervous to let him take it off in case he doesn't like what he sees. I hate being that girl who lets her self-consciousness take her out of the moment, but my embarrassment takes over. Do you have any advice about getting over this fear? Keep in mind, I have not been topless with a guy since March 2018, despite having had sex countless times. Consistent friends with benefits and one night stands. Okay. I relate to this on a lot of levels because in 2018 is also when I like feel like I went through a depression and put on weight. Um, I think it's great that you're trying to lose the weight in a sustainable, healthy, intuitive eating way. It sounds like you're on a really like positive track forward. You're dating, which is like such a big step because I think a lot of people that are uncomfortable in their bodies don't even allow themselves to have sex with sex with people or date. So I think that's great. Um, if this guy likes you and he's super nice to you, girl, be comfortable because he's making you feel comfortable. I think something you could do is, I'm going to give you really weird tips, but like I think <laughs> these will work. Have sex in the dark. True. Have, go buy a hot lacy bra that like kind of like shows like your nipples through it, but keep the bra on and he could always like pull your boobs out of the top of it, which maybe will like prop them up a little bit mm-hmm. and like just wear like a pretty lacy bra. So then you're not feeling like they're like flopping around. Yeah. Lay on your back. <laughs> because it's probably better than them like hanging and swinging forward. <laughs> Those are my three like biggest tips. Yeah, but true. Great tips, by the way. Like, incorporate all three. Um, and and honestly, if he wants to take your top off, he wants to take your top yeah, off. Yeah, He doesn't care. Right. And if anything, he's probably like, wow, I wish she felt more comfortable around me. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, like, if, if he really cares about you, he literally will not care at all. And if he does care, then he's not the right guy for you. And so, like, I wouldn't be like worried about it which is easier said than done but also and not to say men are like only want one thing like obviously that's not the only thing he wants but at the same time it's like men are men to a certain point so like he literally is not gonna care what you look like if your shirt's off in front of him he's just gonna be like enjoying it he's just like oh my god nipples yeah exactly like men are just like when it comes to things like that men are kind of just like that's what they want so obviously like you're probably he probably doesn't even think about it you know what I mean or like look at you in that way in that moment he's just like okay like how do I have sex exactly so I think you're taking the right steps and you just now need to work on that like inner confidence piece and sometimes you could feel more confident without physically looking any different whatsoever Mm -hmm. you need to literally just be like I look great like this position works best for me this bra makes me feel confident this wearing high-waisted undies like again buy like a sexy little like lingerie set that's like a high-waisted pair of like undies that kind of like hit you at your like thinnest part of your waist to cover your stomach and then like a little like lacy bra Mm -hmm. and like have sex in the dark yeah there's there's plenty of ways to fix it yeah I think go about it I think and then I think once you rip the band-aid off you'll be fine yeah you'll you'll be comfortable enough after one time that you just like won't even think about it anymore yeah yeah once you do it once like he's seen it all girl yeah exactly who cares at that point and like Mackenzie said if he cares like that's not your guy no exactly yeah for sure so I hope that those tips help as someone with big boobs like I know uh, like I get it Mm -hmm. but um I think you'll I think you'll do great I like we're doing a lot of body positivity ones today but I feel like they're good considering 
we just had Camille Costic on, you know, it's like good vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she wrote, curvy and confident. I've been a curvier girl my whole life, and even at my leanest weight, I still had a double chin, especially being an influencer on social media. It's only made me even more self-conscious of it. I've been looking into air sculpting. It basically uses laser technology to break down the fat and then sucks it out. It's less expensive than lipo, less invasive than lipo, less recovery time, and still gets great results. I've heard other influencers experiences with air sculpting and they say even one or two years after that they would do it again. The problem is my boyfriend doesn't approve. He thinks I should just keep working out and the fat will go away. He says I'm beautiful the way I am and he's nervous about me getting surgery even if it's less invasive. He just doesn't understand that this is a confidence thing for me. He's offered to help me pay for it and even take me to the appointment but my concern is that he will secretly judge me for it. Hello anxiety. We've been together for seven years through multiple weight fluctuations both of us and I just don't want him to think I'm lazy for not working out instead of getting rid of my double chin he just doesn't understand what are your thoughts so many thoughts okay I have a double chin and I freaking hate it and I've looked into like chin lipo and stuff and would totally consider it by the way I don't know like why I haven't um but I think the thing is same as you like even when I was like 110 pounds in like seventh grade I still had like a little bit it's genetic it's not it's not weight related necessarily obviously it gets bigger with weight gain um smaller with weight loss but like if you some people just like have like a little like pocket of fat there yeah, I have it like my sister has it everyone like, in my family has it's it. just a thing yeah um and then I've seen girls that are way heavier than me with the most gorgeous jawlines mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Right. And then I'm like, they almost don't even like, they appear so thin on like Instagram stories or whatever because their face is so thin. Yeah. Like, it's just, we're all made different. Exactly. And I think your boyfriend, get over your anxiety about it because it sounds like although he's like, you're beautiful, you don't need it. He's also like, hey, I'll help you pay for it and I'll go to the appointment. Right. Go to the doctor, get the consultation. They're going to tell you exactly what I just told you. It's not a weight thing. It's genetic. You're going to tell him that. He's going to get it. It's all going to click. And he's going to be like, wow, you look so beautiful before and after. Right. I hear this a lot with guys where they're like, girlfriends want to do tweaks. And the guy's like, I love you how you are. I love you how you are. I think they're scared you're going to come home with an entirely different face. Yeah. Like you go on like botched or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they realize like. It's a little tiny tweak. It's not even going to be noticeable to anyone but you too. Like, yes, exactly. it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I have had friends who, like, have wanted Botox, and their boyfriends are like, no, don't get it, don't get it. And then they get it, and the boyfriend's like, wow, you look five years younger. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Also, men, he's not the one doing the research or anything, so clearly, like, he, she knows more than him. I had a friend that wanted lip injections, and she didn't tell her husband and just came home with them. And he was like you get your lips done and she was like it was very subtle yeah yeah and she was like yeah and he was like oh you look nice yeah but like if she, she told him she knew he was gonna bug out freak out yeah for sure I know and I also feel like in this regard this girl specifically the way she was describing it her boyfriend obviously cares about her he's not saying don't do it because he doesn't mm-hmm. want her to do it he's saying it for reasons like he doesn't want the surgery to go wrong stuff like that so I think that's the biggest thing you have to look at like he clearly cares about her he's telling her not to do it for like uh surgery like mishap purposes it sounds like yes and he obviously is willing to help pay for it um so I think that's the biggest takeaway like he obviously clearly cares about her and is saying this for her own good maybe to play like devil's advocate but yeah I mean if she wants to do it she should be able to do it and the fact that he cares about her that much what it sounds like he he won't care in the long run and also at the end of the day you're doing it for you and I don't think this is going to like end your relationship. Like it seems like he's like, you don't need it, but I'll love you anyway. So I think you're in a good situation. Go get the consultation. Talk to a doctor. I think doctors always really help you make informed decisions Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't already. And they're kind of just so factual because I noticed when I talk to doctors about things, they're so used to being in it every single day that they don't talk about it with emotion. Mm -hmm. Like to us, it's such an emotional decision. And you'll talk to a doctor and they'll be like, yeah, no, we go in there, we take out some fat, yeah. and, like, everyone does it, and it's fine. And, like, you heal in three days, and, like, who cares? Right, yeah. They're so, like, monotone yeah, and just, exactly. like, factual about it. Mm-hmm. And they have to tell you the side effects, but it's, like, 
how many other people before you have gotten it that didn't mm-hmm. get the side effects but like they have to read you the side effects because that's part of their job so it's just like if if other people have gotten it and, it, and it's safe like there's no reason not to exactly so let us know if you got it girl <laughs> okay we are going to spill the tea And, you know, I like to talk about celebrity pop culture during this section, but there's also just sometimes some topics that I just want to spill the tea on and just like dive a little bit deeper into. And this is today's topic, sleeping with your hair up or down. How do you sleep with your hair? Okay, so I like used to always sleep with it down, but I like sleep now more recently, I sleep with it up in like a really high pony with like a scrunchie. Okay, so... I sleep with it up. Okay, so basically this past weekend I was in Nantucket, obviously, as I said, with my friends. All three of them slept with their hair down. Yeah. And I was like, ew, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. They were like, what do you mean? Ew, how do you sleep with it up? Yeah. And it became this, like, really um, controversial discussion where they were like, don't you get a headache? Doesn't your hair break? And I was like, don't you get sweaty? Don't Like, we both so passionately felt strongly. So I'm like, let me throw up a like a poll. Yeah. Throw up a poll. It was basically a 50-50 split and my DMs were wild. <laughs> Again, the people that slept with it up were like, how could people sleep with their hair down? They're probably choking themselves in their sleep. Yeah. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. The people that sleep with it down were like, ew, how could you sleep with it up? You'd get such a headache, blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy crap, I did. And people were almost appalled yeah. to learn. Like so passionate about that it. That people didn't sleep with it the way they slept with it. Right. So I just think that this is such a fascinating topic. And the, the conclusion that I've come to is that girls like me that have naturally curly hair and need to preserve our blowouts are m- more so the ones that sleep with it up because when your hair is curly or when your hair is um, more like ethnic or where when like a lot of like black women sleep with their hair like in bonnets or up and a lot of women of different cultures were telling me they sleep with silk scarves Mm -hmm. and um I just think that different women need to sleep with their hair different and I've so my conclusion is that people that try to preserve their blowouts and don't wash their hair every day are more so the people that sleep with it up the girls with like the naturally straight hair that wash it every day yeah sleep with it down more. yeah yeah for sure I know because I have naturally like curly hair but I usually like blow it out or straighten Wait, it every day that surprises me I know it's like it's not like super curly but it's wavy mm-hmm. but since I've gotten that um the hair dryer that is like a uh, round the, brush yes yeah. yeah yeah I'm like obsessed with it so I dry my hair like pretty much every time I shower but I also don't wash my hair every day like because it stays fine and I Same. like use dry shampoo a lot so I, I can't like I only wash my hair twice a week yeah oh yeah if that if that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like you just can't no. at least for me because my hair is so so curly mm-hmm. naturally um my also like I I think it's called like a cowlick or a ca- mm, cowlick mm-hmm, or something cowlick. and I have that in the back of my head so Me it like too. grows in different directions I think that's what it is kind of like your hair right here this yeah. crown of your head is yep. the hardest part to straighten yes and it's so weird I'm like do I go this way do I go this way like I right. can't tell where it doesn't it's- it doesn't like fall so you have to like force it one way or the other uh-huh. so I feel like when I sleep with it down it like forces it so far one way that it's like <laughs> flat on my head almost. Like almost like bald spot. Yeah, exactly. So when I sleep with it up, it kind of like preserves it almost, I guess. I <laughs> no, know. that's so true. Um, okay. And then another thing I want to spill the tea on, I started watching Sex Life. Oh, I need to watch it. I meant to watch it yesterday and then I got too busy. So I watched up until the penis and then I shut it off. <laughs> I have to continue watching, but like I just needed to get to that point. That is an elephant trunk. It's insane. It's wild. I literally only just see an elephant trunk when I look at that thing. Like, it lo- I- yeah, and it. Um, I think <laughs> someone was saying they're like when someone saw it, they were like green screen that like and make it bigger. But he says like he comes out and says like no, that's it. That's the real thing. I thought that people were being dramatic when everyone's like it's so big. Oh yeah, me too. I'm like that is petrified. I kept pausing. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like you got to check it out a little bit. I just from every angle, I was like, "Huh? Like, You're like how is that even possible?" I was just like, "What? Yeah. is this?" Also, I wasn't expect them to give it such a zoom in. Right? Yeah, I know. It's so funny how they like have it. Pardon me. Like yeah. we're gonna go this close up. Yeah. 
Um, it's so wild. Overall, the show sucks. <laughs> it's a Hibley. Yeah. I mean, it's so... The narration, mm-hmm. she's like, and then I walked through the park on a rainy day thinking about... It's like, what is this? Like a, I felt like it's I'm watching a soap opera with oh, sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, it's a really bad show. Uh-huh. Like, the style and the, like the, when they show the flashbacks, it's like she dressed like the 80s. Like, it was just like, I don't know. I think the show's really, really bad. Um, but I, lo- but I love it. Like I'm gonna Hibley. keep watching. Obviously, yeah. Huge Hibley. You need to know how it ends. Yeah. Um, I'm caught up on Love Island UK. I'm caught up on Love Island US. I'm having a hard time watching these shows at the same time and getting the people confused because there's like the exact same typecast on each show. Yeah. Like. The blonde girl, the black girl, the tattooed guy, the the former the, professional athlete. The, yeah, like, and I'm getting their storylines confused because I think they use the exact same formula for the casting. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like every time, like The Bachelor, like there's always the one villain. There's always yes. the former professional athlete. So I'm like, like I'm nerd. like, wait. So who did one? Who like? I'm just getting. So it's kind of hard watching them both at the same time. Um, but. I mean, I'm obviously going to keep watching. (laughs) Um, Katie's season, as you guys know, like, we love. We stand Katie. Um, What else is on TV? I don't know. There's not that much going on in pop culture. Some people think Kourtney Kardashian's pregnant. No, people think she's married or engaged. Oh, yeah, because they were in Vegas. There were some signs. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're engaged. Like, I don't really feel either way. Like, I'm really happy for them if they are. I think there's a chance that they honestly could be. Yeah. And if they are, good for them. Yeah. They're a great couple, um, it seems like. What other couples are in the news this week? I feel like, you know, the whole thing with, like, Justin Bieber yelling at Haley Bieber, which I don't think he was yelling at her. I think he was, like, passionately explaining something. Oh, yeah. I think it came out, too, that someone put up that was, like, there or videoing something around that. And they were like, no, he was just describing, like, his yeah. performance or something. Exactly. And he was, like, excited about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. People just run with it. That's like if I was just talking to you the way I was just throwing my arms and talking about something. Right. And then they're like, oh, listen, like, yelling at yeah, Mackenzie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't really think there's, like, that much tea at the moment. I, I've was doing the binge with Pat recapping The Real Housewives and we were on hiatus because we want to re- I honestly stopped watching The Real Housewives of New York. Like, I'm just, it's not a vibe. Yeah, no. We need to rethink the whole Bravo concept. Maybe we just talk about like a slew of things versus like just recapping one show, which I prefer to do, I think. You know, it's kind of a test and learn. Like, you yeah. try something out, you learn. Um, yeah, like Housewives just like not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm really deep just into like the Netflix shows. Outer Banks is coming back out. Can't wait. Um, oh, I I need to re- I need to watch Virgin River. Like I'll probably start that this week, and I'll update you guys. Also, a Hibley, completely awful, but so amazing. Like just major Hibley. Um, okay, that's it for this week. If you're new here, Hibley is hate it but love it. It's when you hate something so much that you love it. Um, I coined it and. I will be back next week. If this was your first time listening to the pod, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, love reading your reviews, and um, yeah, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.